Hey everyone, we're talking all things personal injury law today. And we're here with John Walner. Welcome, John. And we're here at a beautiful day in Chicago uh, in the Fortress Studios. And we're excited to have you here again. Today, what's exciting is we're going to talk about, maybe not always exciting, but <laughs> accident, accident uh, law on with truck accidents. So maybe if you could just tell us a little bit right, right off the bat, like, what is truck accident law? Tell us more about that. First, in any time there's a motor vehicle, a regular passenger vehicle that's in an accident with a large truck, a semi-trailer truck, 18-wheeler, there's going to be devastating consequences. Horrible injuries or death. As you know, there's about 500,000 uh, truck accidents a year, large truck um, hitting passenger vehicles, and there's about 5,000 deaths in the United States per year as a result of large truck accidents. That's a, that is a truck accident in the United States with a passenger vehicle about every 15 minutes right now in the United States. As a personal injury lawyer, any what we see from a truck accident is horrible injuries and unfortunately death. It never... It never results in a small injury, and it's always you're always dealing with the families uh, that are devastated from these accidents. One of the first cases um, in my in my career, you know, I started practicing law in 1987. Was a man, was a a jeweler in uh, Chicago. He was from India, and he uh, brought his family over here, and he was selling wholesale diamonds in the United States and his office out of Chicago. He went to work and there was a national holiday that he didn't realize and no one was there. And he's coming home from the office. He's going on the I-290 westbound to his house and a truck, an 18-wheeler to his truck moved over to the left lane, just swerved over to the left lane where we were, hit him, killed him. He le- He left behind a he was supporting a large family. He had owned farms of tea in uh, India. He was selling, he had a huge diamond business from India and Belgium. Mm. He had like 200 employees. He was supporting a large extended family. And when we looked at the, the truck driver had his CDL for maybe a year, commercial driver's license. And you know, commercial driver's license are issued by the states where you live. It's not a it's not the federal um, government doesn't issue these licenses, but they anytime you get a CDL, you have to have better physical conditioning than an average driver. You're, you're, there's a heightened level of knowledge that you are um, charged with to give a CDL. You have to be physically able, mentally more acute than a passenger vehicle. You have to have skills and expertise because you have a duty to other people on the road to be safe because you were driving such a big rig, an 18-wheeler. That was devastating. So what we learned in this uh, case is, according to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Act, you have to keep records on when you, your, your hours you sleep, you have to be physically able to drive, be free of controlled substances, alcohol, but most important is sleeping and working on and off hours, okay? So- because you you have to be have a 
mentally acute, physically uh, conditioned to provide safety for all those other people on the road. So when we looked at this gentleman's records, he had been working like 15 hours a day for like five days in a row, barely any sleep. And and that's the first time that I came across what a horror show, just the company that allowed him to be on the road with this... um, with his hours, untenable amount of hours, you know, how could he pay attention on the road and be have the safety and welfare of others were not in his mind or he didn't care. It's like, you know, you have to pick up a load, bring it somewhere, and the drive for money and the profits that maybe he was under, you know, I can't attest to, you know, the pressure he was under to deliver this, but his lack of sleep showed that he was had the drive to make money without, you know, worrying about the safety welfare of others in his community. So one of the things is like, it's so this is a really big question and a, and a pretty broad question, but how is liability determined in a truck accident? Okay. How's liability determined in an 18 wheeler truck accident with mostly we, the, the only thing I've had in my office is with regular passenger automobiles. okay? Okay. Or small vans. So the police, um, immediately on the scene, do an investigation, whether it be they do a thorough investigation of um, if there was braking, they they measure the skid marks. They they do a lot of measurements the, the, um, of everything. Of de- they look at debris fields, measurement of where all the cars are. They talk to witnesses. But most importantly, they, they do, when there's a large truck accident, they take a more aggressive and detailed approach to their investigation of what happened. And mostly where the lawyers, the, the plaintiff's lawyers, or we're, you know, we're looking out for the injuries or deaths to the family, how we can be a benefit and help them in this loss, is that the initial report we do see is from the police that sketched out the whole thing. And if we can get the family comes to us fast enough or soon enough to, for help, to cry for help to the lawyer is what we immediately do is we hire the best expert we can in the field that deals with large truck accidents, what is called a reconstruction expert. And we're blessed to have them on our side because the the -the over-the-road truckers, the 18-wheelers, their insurance companies are gigantic and they'll hire their own experts that'll always defend the truck drivers. It is the most important thing for a company to keep their drivers on the road. These are goods and services that are being used by all Americans, whether it be air conditioning parts or food or anything that's being delivered off the road, over the road truckers have, you know, there's the consumers need these goods. The companies, there's billions of dollars of goods flowing across our country. So to keep the goods moving on the road is, is their primary importance. Yeah. But the safety welfare of others has to be an overriding concern tantamount to desire to get goods and service to get the goods to people all over the United States, whether it be yeah. medical supplies to hospitals or food or um, hardware that all require, you know, 18 wheelers or large tractor trailers. Um, they, they, so they will hire aggressive accident reconstructionists themselves to say they did nothing wrong. So the, 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 their federal motor carrier safety administration doesn't put a black mark against them or 
take away a CDL and reduce an owner operator's uh, amount of drivers or taking yeah. via, taking tractors off the road. So what we do immediately is hire an accident reconstructionist. They'll fly a drone over the entire field for us. They'll we we'll of course we'll do written protective orders that they yeah. can't move this truck. They can't do anything with the truck. We have to have our expert come see it at your wherever it is. Do not destroy any videos. We say do not destroy any records that um, related to the dr- the driver's CDL, controlled substances, his entire employment record, his d- daily um, journal of sleeping and driving and the stops he took. So we immediately file suit to protect any and all records that there are. That's video, which all truck drivers now have. They have these videos that you can get, and they have GPS tracking devices in these trucks that you can download. And and from the passenger cars, we can download from the data recorders in the vehicle, like what happened at the time of impact. So yes, there's a tremendous amount of investigation that goes into these cases. That's a good segue into what is the most challenging part of a truck um, accident litigation? I mean, is it is it working with the insurance companies? Is it having the right evidence? I mean, what is what makes it the most challenging when you look at these type of cases? To be honest, in all cases, investigation is the most important. In all cases, like you just mentioned, having the evidence on your side is utmost importance and quickly getting that yeah. evidence to win the case on behalf of your clients, of course, is the most important. But the but in truck accidents, especially, I'm glad you brought this up today, is the onus is the balance of power between owners of trucking companies and the the trade the, the the like if it's Walmart puts all their goods and services into a trailer and they hire a, a you know a an owner-operated tractor to bring it somewhere, think about the there could be Sony TVs on the van. It's going, I mean, on the trailer. And Walmart, it's going to a Walmart store. And there's an X company that packed all the goods onto this trailer. And then there's the tractor that's ta- driver that's taking this trailer somewhere. You have so many people, and there's so many layers of responsibility that goes into an accident that you you this tiny plaintiff our our client is going against huge companies it could be Sony TV the packaging company Walmart um, like JB Hunt's a big carrier you could be going against a company that's publicly traded that has five thousand employees so you are it's a war yeah truck accident litigation is a war you there could be a tire defect on the truck so uh-huh. now you have yeah. Or the van, the the trailer could be improperly loaded and balanced. Of course, you have the driver, fatigue, competence, violation of controlled substances, alcohol abuse. There, So you are fighting this huge battle. And when does this take place? Why do you need a personal injury lawyer on your side? Because the battle takes place in that first week to get all the evidence as fast as you can before it could be hidden, destroyed, taken away from you. To avoid it, to avoid a four-year battle in courts, you could win this case in the first week with hard work 
you know, hiring Walner Law, we were experienced in this. We've been doing this since 1961. We have tremendous amount of investigators at workforce and reconstruction professionals that have been trained by the best schools and police departments. We have tremendous amount of resources through our experts to get this case won in the first week. This is when you must attack this case with vigor and professionalism and expertise and years of training. So truck accident litigation is 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 a much larger mountain than just two cars. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like we talked about evidence, and um, you know, a big part of that is even having witnesses available. So uh, let's say it's a non-life threatening accident with a truck. Uh, do you? What should um, somebody do in order to find that witness? Um, or, or is that something that you will seek out and find witnesses? Or is it better the consumer, uh, you know, tries to find who was at that scene when, they, when the police are called? Tell us a little bit more about that, because I know witnesses are important. First of all, let, let's not put the onus on the person that's a victim of extreme negligence to do anything. Let, okay. let, you know, let, let the lawyer help our clients in the investigation. So we're not, obviously, at the scene of the accident, the, poli- the police department, you know, competent police department, investigative service, whether, whether it's the state troopers or um, local police officers, it's their duty to investigate it immediately. Are there witnesses? Yeah. Were there observers? Were there video? They'll usually go to a videotape off of a store or a business to see if it captured this accident. And also there's videos on these trucks that could be downloaded and the police could also look at these. But you know, in a trucking accident, like we talked about before, was this a balanced load? Um, who, witnessed, who witnessed the condition of the driver before the accident? Who saw the load, you know, this vehicle being loaded? Who saw the condition of the tires? Who saw the, the mechanical condition between the tractor and the trailer to see if the brake lights were working? to see if the running lights were working? And, so we would immediately go to where that tractor, I mean, where that trailer was loaded. Now, those are witnesses. How did the load leave the dock? Yeah. Um, who who saw that happen? Who looked at the person's uh, medical records, their driving records? Who was there when the driver got into the tractor? Who was there when the trailer was packed and loaded? Who witnessed it? So you can go to the place where this load came from, and you can meet a lot of witnesses. Now, those are great witnesses who can attest to a lot of things that would go into how this accident took place. Of course, you know, there's way stations that that 18-wheelers have to go to, and we can get videotapes from on the sky or way stations to see what was this tractor and trailer doing? Like, what was the speed of it before this happened? So we've been in many accidents, um, we, I've been involved in many situations, 18 years, where all of these things I've just discussed have to be investigated. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's okay. talk about more about, uh, you know, I think the audience wants to know some of the cases that you have handled and what were the outcomes? Right. Well, first, I want to talk about in, if you look at the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, which is under the Department of Transportation, and you look at their statistics, they say that over 50% of large truck accidents 
occur on rural roads. And I want to talk to you about a case we had in the middle of the state of Indiana, just in a farmland, completely rural area. So a tractor trailer being driven by a young man, 25 years old, makes a left-hand turn right in, in front of our clients. Our clients were going about 65 miles an hour, and they went on their truck. The entire top of their car was sheared off and resulting in tremendous life-changing injuries to my clients. And what we found is the driver was so distracted and just humming along for like 30 miles of no buildings around him, no stores, nothing but farmland. And when we took his deposition, he said, you know, I was distracted. I was, nothing was going on. I didn't see anyone. I wasn't paying attention to anything. And when I made the left-hand turn, I didn't even think about another car being there. I never would even think that there would be a car because I haven't seen a car. He told, said in his deposition, he hadn't seen a car mm. for 30 minutes. Wow. Which, so you think about all these truck drivers and these rural roads humming along at 100 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, who knows what they're doing? All right. along with no other cars. They're being cavalier and not paying attention. So I can see how, if that statistic is true and bears out, I can understand that. Yeah. But re- recently, we had a, a tow truck driver changing a tire on I-65 here outside of Chicago on the way to Indianapolis. And an 18-wheeler comes by and hits him as a pedestrian in the road, despite us having flares and guards behind the yeah. tow truck. And he he took off both the guy's legs. And by the way, the, what's, what, what is crazy is the, the truck kept going. It didn't stop. Okay. Happens, right? They don't know what happened. Yeah. They're, you know, they hit something. They don't know what it is. Giving them the benefit of the doubt. But the tow truck had videos outside it. And we got a DOT number in a little logo off this tractor trailer but it went by so fast we could barely see it. We asked the Indiana State Police to help us slice through the video to find out who was the responsible party, okay? And then they couldn't do it, so we hired a specialty firm out of San Francisco where it was like $7,000 a, sli- a, a slice of a video to get down wow. to find the logo and the DOT number to find out who caused this accident where our client lost both his legs. And once we got through the slices of um, to find out who it was, yeah. we were able to track him. Th- this truck going through the way stations and their travels along the road. And when we n- n- found the company and the GPS tracker, we found that this trucker was on the road for like 17 hours. We saw video that oh. we captured f- from different places on the road. Now, once we knew where he was coming from, we have a little better idea because he has to register where he's going in certain places and the company has a GPS. He was driving erratically for miles before this accident. He saw, despite like flares and hazards on the street, we saw him just swerve over in this lazy, reckless maneuver, taking the legs off of our clients. So there, there is, um, and, and I want to talk to you about another rural yeah. road truck accident. Not a rural road, like a f- three in the morning, 
case with an 18-wheeler. He's going into a truck depot where many trucks stay for the night. Maybe 100 trucks go for the night. And it was on a small road in Chicago. And we we were, were parked. We had we had, had had the two brothers had parked. They were they they were going to their house. Small nothing road in Chicago. This truck came barreling in at eighty miles an hour, and hit this our client's heart that his head was severed off oh. of his body. Oh my god! Like eighty miles an hour in a small rural road, like in the middle of the morning, no lights. There's another thing where why should I pay attention? What's going on? But there's all different, you know, types of liability in these 18 wheelers. But when an 18 wheeler hits a passenger vehicle, the the results are devastating. You're not talking about a sore neck and back. Yeah. You're not talking about aches and pains. We're talking about loss of limbs, brain injury, and death. This is what happens with an 18 wheeler. That's why you have to have a commercial driver's license. That's why your the Department of Transportation regulates almost everything a truck does. So the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, that we as drivers on the road should be blessed that there is the federal government overlooking, you know, the truck driver's actions in, you know, their sleep and, you know, testing them for drugs and alcohol before they get in the car or after an accident happens to remove these people from ever being, to, you know, able to drive on the road. So truck accident look at litigation is... You, you need to be an expert in this. You need to have the people around you that are experts in order for us to adequately and professionally represent our clients. Well, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the reality here is that accidents happen, but there's a lot of liability. And I think that the most important thing here uh, is that you, you need to work with experts. And Walner Law uh, provides the expert advice that you'll need. So um, I want to thank everybody for joining us again. Uh, this month. And um, thank you, John Walner. Uh, next month, we're going to talk about legal lending. And, uh, you know, just to everybody understands how that process works. And John, of course, is going to be an expert on, how to, on legal lending. So we're excited about that. 